Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy Sunday, church. How are we feeling this morning? Happy to be in here. Doug Tiffany's finding his seat. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to see you. If you're new visiting, big warm welcome. And we're just so glad you're here. Thank you so much, team. Let's give it up for our team leading us so beautifully this morning into God's presence. And and it's just going to be another great day in church, I can tell. Well, we had an amazing Easter and... um, just want to take a moment, um, if I could, if just, just take a moment in all three services today. If you served in any capacity across Good Friday or Easter Sunday, would you stand right now? Could we take a moment, just recognize you guys and honor you? Thank you so much for helping and blessing our team. You're amazing. We love you. I just want to say thank you from our, our church, that's staff and volunteers as well, across kids. Um, you know, platform team, worship team, the lobby, the legends in the parking lot, the parking lot legends who had a big job <laughs> on Sunday morning, and um, you guys get an extra large house in heaven for last weekend. We had a lot of cars to move in and out, um, but pretty cool thing to just share. I mean, God is just so good, and He's doing so much, but I just want to share, this is really cool. We, we look at the numbers in our church. Every week, and um, I remember Pastor Louis Giglio said this to me one time. He said, "Maddie, it's it's about the numbers, but it's not about the numbers, um, because every number, whilst it's important to look at, you got to remember behind every number is a heart and a story." And so we look at these just knowing that there's, there's something that God's doing. And so we've been looking at sort of the comparison year on year with Easter. And four years ago, um, or we've looked at the growth in four years for Easter Sunday. And our church on Easter Sunday has doubled in four years. Twice as many people coming to church, um, which we're so excited about. And just was an amazing weekend. Um, anyway, we saw over 100 decisions for Jesus. On, on Easter and Good Friday and just, just absolutely amazing. And so I actually just wanted to take a moment because I, I, I recognize there's probably people here and you either just started coming to our church in the last few weeks or maybe last weekend, you, this is your first time uh, at Colonial and you thought, I'll come back the next weekend. So I just want to take a moment um, and just sort of practically talk about something that you could do. Because um, I, I, I get it, sometimes in church life you come in, you feel like, oh, this, this might be a good place. And then there aren't maybe a step or two put in front of you that you could take, or maybe you don't take a step and then you just find out it might be too hard. So I wanted to sort of eliminate that by saying a couple of things this morning. I would love to invite you, if you're new to our church, new to our community, to just download our app, okay? Um, we're gonna put it up there behind me. You can scan that code, but here's what I'd like, this, this is how I want you to see it. What if downloading just the app is a step of faith? is just a step in the direction of God that maybe he, He's going to honour and He's going to set you up to maybe get connected. And so through the app, um, this is the second iteration of our app, but we've got all the different things that you can be involved in. So I've got two things that you could potentially do. 
um, that I want to I want to talk to you about. We already talked about baptism. We would love for you to get water baptized next weekend. That'd be amazing, especially if you just recently made a decision for Jesus. That would be incredible. So sign up for that. But there are two things that we'd love for you to get involved in. The first is April 30th, you can sign up to come to the Essentials class that we do every other month in our church. And this is where you find out about uh, more about faith. We talk about Jesus, but we also talk about our church. We talk about our cultural values. We talk about who we are as a church. We talk about our history. We've got a history now. Seven year history to talk about. We've got a story to tell. And we're going to tell you if you come to that class. Um, and we'd love for you to be there and we'll have a gift for you. We'll take care of the kids. It'd be awesome. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is we have, I think, well over 35 dinner parties um, meeting across our city, meeting across this region. And so we're adding more all the time and they're, they're strategically located in different places. And we'd love for you to get involved. And that's a way to take church further. And so we'd love for you to do that. Now I've got a split off. Okay, I've got a split off. Stay with me. Something for the guys. Something for the ladies. Guys, grill and chill. Okay? And the guys that know, they're grunting and amening, you know, nodding their heads right now because they know. Grill and chill. We have set it up so you can come to grill and chill. We'll feed you. You'll meet a couple guys and then you'll leave. Okay? That's, what, that's how guys like to do it. They like to show up. They like to eat. Maybe say hi to someone. Yeah, g'day, Bill. Yeah, uh, and then just leave. Okay, but in between there, because we realize in ministry, you've got to be a bit of a ninja sometimes. We figured out we've got prayer in there, and we've got scripture in there, and, and, and grill and chill is awesome because it's a way for you men for a little shallow water entry into the things of God, okay? And so we've, we've crafted that for you. So grill and chill is something we do every other month. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Ladies, for you, sisterhood dinner party, we've already talked about this. This is a way for you to get discipleship, to go deeper. Um, it's beautiful what, what, what they set up for the ladies. It's absolutely incredible. So there's a couple of options, okay? But my point is this. I would just love to pass you the ball, okay? I'd love to pass you the ball and say, hey, here's some things. And I'm really believing in faith. I actually sent a text to a bunch of pastors in our region uh, this morning. I said, hey, this isn't the week after Easter. This is an opportunity. To, to speak into the life of the people that are coming to your churches. And I believe it here today that maybe might mean that you could take a step forward into the things of God. Is that okay? Fantastic. Awesome. Well, if you've got your Bible, open with me to Psalm 4. Psalm 4. And if you're feeling extra spiritual this morning, like you're really feeling like, I'm going to ascend the mountain of spirituality this morning. Exodus 20. Exodus 20. I'm excited about the Word today. We elevate high the Word of God in our church. It's our high water mark. It's our, our authority, and we love the Word of God here at Colonial. This is what it says in Psalm 4, starting in verse 1. This is a Psalm of David. It's, it's, it's expressed by David at a time. He's under pressure. He's being chased. And he declares some things. He says some things that I'd love for us to look at today. It says this in verse 1. Answer me when I call, O God, my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honour be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. 
Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Look at verse 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. And God, we thank you that it always speaks life into us. And Father, we're grateful today, Lord, to be in your presence. God, we thank, we're thankful that you're here and you've given, this, given us this beautiful instrument called your word, your breath on these pages. And so, Father, we ask that you would do what we know you want to do, which is speak to your kids today. And so, God, I pray that you would do that that you would take this message and that you would use it for your glory and your fame because you love your kids. And God, we thank you for it. We pray for Colonial Kids as well in Jesus' name. And we all said? The title of the message today is this, The Rest of My Life. The Rest of My Life. Here's what I've come to learn. Is the rest of my life is based on the rest of, of my life. Or in other words, the rest of my life is contingent on, is based on, is determined by the rest of my life. We live in a time where rest seems to come at a higher cost to us as people. Have you noticed this? That a restful life seems to come at a premium. The Bible talks a lot about rest, and in fact, it's one of the features of Christ-like faith. That, that rest could be part of it, that rest could be something that we, we have in our lives as believers, and peace and simplicity comes along with faith in Christ. And rest for me is another word for trust. To me, rest is biblical speak for trust in God. I was recently studying and researching this topic around rest and coming back around to it. And um, I, I specifically hit on a sleep study that came out of Australia, of all places. And, um, and I was reading it. It was, it was, it was really interesting. And I was, I was sort of getting into it. And I was blown away by how science is starting to line up more and more with the Word of God. That scientifically, things are being discovered about the human body that lines up with what we see in scriptures and have seen in scripture for a long time. But as it relates to sleep specifically, I was researching, and maybe this is new, new, new information for you, but it's only during sleep, which I believe is the nucleus of true rest, that we actually in our bodies detoxify from some of the harmful things that we pick up during the day when we're not sleeping. And we need sleep because God has created us to have restful lives. God wants us to have it, to be blessed by rest, to be rested and blessed. And you look at some of the dysfunctions that can occur between uh, not having sleep and our bodies. And this one, this, this blew me away and I, and I think it will for you as well. But this sleep study showed that for every one hour less of sleep or one hour of sleep deprivation, so you get seven hours and you get six or you're a, a six-hour sleeper and you get five. 
But for every one hour, it increases the chance of you getting a common cold by four times. That's, that's the, 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 the surface level and then it, and it compounds. And some of you know that you've struggled with sleep. You know that the, 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 the effects on mental health and anxiety and lack of peace and a lack of rest and that there are issues with immunity and cognitive issues and panic attacks and all this stuff that can happen with a restless life. We live in a sped up world. But I believe that God is showing us through His Word and in His ways the power of living according to His terms and according to a rhythm, an ancient sacred rhythm that He has created from the very beginning. So let's look at Genesis chapter 2. Just after God created the world, it's what it says in verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished His work that He had done. Look at these words. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. There's something I want you to catch this morning. And it's this. We start from where God finishes. See, 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 sometimes what, what, what can happen in human nature is we think that we originate things. We think that we have started the thing. And this might be news today. And I'm grateful you're getting the news today. You didn't start anything. I didn't start anything. We pick up where God has already finished. And this is a key feature and a key understanding that you need to get when it comes to rest is that we start from a place of rest. And I want to show you something. The world thinks about this completely different. This is the way the world works. You work and then you rest. In the kingdom of God, you rest first, then you work. And if we're not careful, we can get into a rhythm. We can get into a cycle that's, that's, not, that's not the kingdom. It's more of the world. And we do things like we work like crazy. We get totally burnt out. And then we have to take a vacation. God never meant for you to live like that. He meant for you to live the other way. It's an upside down kingdom. We start from a place of where God has finished. And it's from that place of work, God's finished work, that then we go on with our lives. And here's why. Because God wants us to know. He wants you to know today. Listen to me. This is a word for someone today. I've got this. I've got this. It's all going to work out. Here's the truth today. If you don't get the rest right, you'll never be able to do the work well. If you never get the rest part right, you'll never get the work part fully right. And if you never get the work right, you'll never feel fulfilled because of the work you were meant to do. You're not able to do fully because you haven't rested. This is why rest is so important. So why do we need to rest first? Because God has established a rhythm, a, a way of us to live. Uh, I want to introduce you to this thing called Sabbath. And maybe for you, this is a brand new message, brand new topic. 
don't know anything about this, I'm so glad you're here today because this is going to unlock some freedom in your life today. Because that's what God's Word does. It unlocks freedom in our, in our lives and it starts in our hearts. But, but God has established this one day off a week thing called Sabbath. Sabbath or Shabbat is God's way of complete rest for His people. It was one day from resting from secular work followed by six days of labor. And the concept of this of Sabbath has taken different routes through different covenants. At one time, it had a legalistic side to it, which because it was part of the law, it was part of the Ten Commandments. And then now through the era of New Testament grace, we see Jesus has actually spoken and he, he's, Jesus has clarified some things about Sabbath, which we're going to look at as well. But let's, let's see the start of it. Exodus 20 and verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day, this is God's charge to His people, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock. Even the animals get the day off. <laughs> or the sojourner who is within your gates, for in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, the sea and all that is within them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Let me show you Mark 2. This is Jesus. It says this in verse 27. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even the Sabbath. Sabbath is meant to be a blessing to us. But my question today is this, will you allow it? Will you allow this created rhythm to be a blessing in your life or will you let it pass you by? Some of you in here today, you're working yourself into the ground. And I, I, can, I, can, I, can I just be your pastor for a moment? You're taking time away from yourself. You, you, you're, you're cutting off time. You're not allowing yourself to regenerate the way that God had created you. You're not giving yourself the space that God has given you. And so I wanted today to teach you three Sabbath principles as a church. And you've probably heard these before if you've been in our church any period of time. But I want you to understand that these are principles when it comes to Sabbath. And they're real easy to learn because they all start with R. Or R. I've learned now when I'm on the phone or going through a drive through I change it. Because I know it's just it's not going to work, especially if Jill, especially if Jill's not there to help me translate. Okay, Sabbath principles number one. Here we go. Rest. The first principle of Sabbath is rest, which means don't work. We just read it, verse ten, seventh day Sabbath. It says on it you shall do not do any work. And then it goes through the layers of what that looks like through the household, through the, the family unit, through the different layers, uh, relational layers in your world to, in, to ensure that there is complete rest. So then you might be like, well, what can I do? You can do anything that's not work. True Sabbath rest, the point is don't work. I did this recently. Jill and I, we've been Sabbathing as a family. We've... we've, we've 
got this revelation. It's been blessing us for probably six or seven years now. We're in a rhythm. We Sabbath as a family from Friday afternoon around three o'clock. That's when I completely down tools. That's when I can't do any more work. And then we Sabbath till around about three o'clock or thereabouts the same time Saturday afternoon. And it's only from that point, do I pick up any notes for the message on the weekend? Do I start thinking about church? But just recently, it was interesting. Just recently, I was on Sabbath. We were in Sabbath and it was it was great. And all of a sudden I started to think, I was like, man, this would be a really good thing to, 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 to do at church. This would be a great thing to implement at church. And this is what I did. I picked up my phone and I started to, to type a, a text message to a couple of different people on the team. And my friend, the Holy Spirit, looked me in the eye and said, what are you doing? And I'm going to say something that might shock you, but I want you to think about this. And then I felt like he said, why don't you go commit adultery while you're at it? Actually, just head on down the road, go kill someone. And it dawned on me all over again that God has set things up. And if I had a moment even to talk to you about the Ten Commandments, I, I, I think that we would even agree pretty quickly that the consequences of living according to those things and those patterns that God has established would therefore bring a blessing to our lives. Would you agree? Why is it that we take a pass on number four? Why is it that we so often say, ah, it's all right, I'll work. I'll do it. I'll grind it out. I'll make it happen. Here's the point. It takes faith to rest. It takes trust in God that if you put down that phone tomorrow, it will ring. It takes faith in God to believe that when you wake up the next day, there will be manna in your field. It takes faith today to believe that if I can put things down, I have a God who loves me so much. He's going to bring blessing into my life and everything's going to be okay. This is why this is so important. It's not about so we can live, live a certain way to do a certain thing, to say we're super holy and religious. It's so God can get a hold of us. And we can remember and maybe get a deeper revelation of how much God loves us. And he's saying to us today, I've got this. What are you worried about? And I believe from that point, if you can do that, you're going to experience some crazy things. God's going to show up for you. There are contracts that are going to come down the pipeline of your life and your business and you're going to experience success in a whole new way because you rested and it's going to be completely countercultural to the way that our world works. And people are going to look at your life like they looked at God's Old Testament people and scratch their heads and be like, I wonder if their God is real. I wonder if He does move in their life. I wonder if the miracles that I see happening in their life could happen in my life. That's the power of living according to God's word. Can I get an amen this morning? So first principle of Sabbath is to rest. Number two, second principle is this, replenish. You have to refill what's been used. This is why Sabbath is so beautiful. 
So if I can't work, then what can I do? You have to replenish the tanks of your life. You have four tanks in life. You have a spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional tank. And they get depleted over the week. In the six days, they get depleted. They get drawn on, sometimes a lot. And they get depleted. And if there isn't a space that that has been created, let me just say this. If you don't schedule rest, you won't rest. That's why in my calendar, it is in my calendar. Um, Our team knows about it. Like literally, there has to be an animal dying in a ditch before they'll call me. Or the house, the, the house, the church, if the church is a fire at the church, I want a call, okay? I want, I want that call. I'll be here in, as quickly as I can. But the point is this, that there's these tanks that need to be filled. And how do I fill them? You have to fill up your tanks. So what I had for us this morning was practical ways to enrich your Sabbath, okay? Just a few ideas. You ready? I promise if you use some of these, these will enrich your rest, okay? They will help you. The first is this, turn on, do not disturb, I'm going to be your pastor for a minute. Turn on, do not disturb. Or here's an even better one. The off button works really well. And you have my full permission, if you want to, throw that thing in the intercoastal waterway and be done all together with it. We live in a digital society now. And when we go online, listen to me. We aren't the only ones looking for a product because we have become the product. Why do you think we get so many notifications and alerts? It's not because people care about us so much. They want us to know what's going on. It's because we've become the product. And this is the part of living according to God's sacred rhythms that you get the opportunity today and from this moment on to take your life back. And I think it's powerful when we do that. So turn it on and just... Don't allow those distractions to rob you of your rest. The second idea I have is this, have a no screen Sabbath day. We do this in our family. We, we, we have a, a, a clear distinction that, that we're not going to do all of that. We're actually going to spend some time together. I, I saw this awesome meme the other day and I love it. I'm going to put it up. It said this, when I was a kid, my social network was called Outside. So another idea I had for, for you, ways to enrich your Sabbath is, is for part of the day at least, go outside for part of the day or go do something, some activity that'll enrich your Sabbath, a walk, do something physical, maybe go to the gym, enjoy that hobby. Here's one, drop off a gift for someone. Try love bombing someone in your Sabbath. I promise you it will bless you. I promise you it will fill up your tank. Something else that I think is, is powerful is, is journaling. Writing down. Studies have shown that when we write things down, there's a greater sensory thing that happens in our brains than when we actually tap the keys or use our phones on a touchscreen. When we write things down, it actually there's a sensory connection that means that we remember it more. And here's a thought for us. If we journal down what we feel like God is saying to us, maybe we'll remember it at a greater level. But this is ways that we can enrich Here's one, make, make and share a meal for your family or your friends. Someone who might be struggling, someone going through a difficulty, someone that just got out of the hospital, something, a way to enrich your Sabbath as a family. Maybe you could make and share a meal, but then take it to someone. 
Just recently, Jill and I were um, in our neighbourhood and we, we recognised someone that we knew from church, but, 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 but we knew they didn't live there. They lived in a different part of town. And so we, we pulled up and rolled down the window and we were saying hi and just catching up for a minute and just came to that point in the conversation. We we're just like, so what's going on? What, what, what are you up to? And they're like, oh, we, 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 we made a meal. And, and we know that this family is going through a tough time. We're dropping it off. And I just thought that was so amazing that these people had just stopped and they'd taken their day off to, to create something that would not only be a blessing to them, but I know was going to be a blessing to them as well. So these are just different things that we can do to, to replenish and help us fill those tanks. Can I just encourage you? You've got to take care of your mental health. And if that means, for me, I know there are just times when I just need to get alone and just to walk down the street or walk down a trail, go somewhere with a fishing pole or a surf or a walk on the beach. I know that I'm going to get that tank refilled. It's part of my Sabbath as well. So rest, replenish. And the last one, number three, remember. Sabbath principles. Remember. See, this dawned on me just a few years ago. I was in my Sabbath routine. I was spending some time outside. I think I just finished mowing the lawn, having my God time. The smell of fresh cut air was right there. I was loving it. I think it was like right around this time of year as well. It was just, I was just spending some time like moving around my Sabbath, doing some things, cleaning up a little bit. I just had this moment where I was just like, wow. I was like, God, you're here. You're, I'm in your presence right now. And this, just, this is when point three for me hit me and it hit me hard. It's like the whole point, and this is what I believe, the, whole, the reason that Sabbath exists and rest exists in your life and can exist is it so you will remember God. That there will be a time that you'll actually stop and you'll look around and be like, oh my goodness, God, you have blessed me. I'm so blessed. You've given me this. You've given me that. You've given me a family. I have stuff. I have provision. I have what you've given me, God. I'm stopping right now to remember you in my life. And in that moment, I just stopped. I was just like, God, this is beautiful. This is why Sabbath exists, so that I can stop and I can remember who you are. Remember how much you love me. Remember how much you care. Remember how much you've blessed me. Sometimes we've got to stop, guys, just to count our blessings. Because we live in a world that wants to tell us that we're not that blessed, but actually we are very blessed. And God has given us all that we need. But here's the point. If you don't stop, you won't notice Him. And I believe the power of Sabbath and the truth of rest is this. We notice Him. And when we notice the presence of God, it's so attractive and so incredible. Grace is so magnetic that what we do is we all we want is that. And I believe if you step out in faith and you incorporate some of this rhythm into your life, it's going to become such a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? I want to pray specifically this morning for peace, I'm not going to ask anyone to raise their hand, but I want to pray specifically. This is my heart. 
what's on my heart this morning is that there might be people in here today across all three services and you have a real struggle when it comes to sleep. You struggle to get to sleep. You struggle to stay asleep. And that stuff that I was talking about at the beginning, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of that. And maybe this struggle has been real for many years, that there's a fatigue that's set in, that there's a, a limp that you walk around with. And what's happened is that you've been so robbed of peace and sleep, it's gotten to a point where you feel like that's normal. And my, and my worry and my concern this morning is not only do you feel like it's normal, but you feel like it's God's will for your life now. And here's what I believe that could be. That could be a stronghold in your life. And I want to believe today in faith that that stronghold's going to break. It's going to break off you. And in a moment of worship, God can do anything. Because the Bible tells us that it's a promise that God wants us to both lie down and sleep. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to enjoy rest. He wants us to, to have sweet sleep. So with every head bowed right now, this is what I'd like to do. We're going to sing. Skylar's going to come in a moment. He's going to sing. He's going to worship over us as a congregation. We're going to speak the name of Jesus today. And we're believing that power is coming. And we believe that healing will come. And strongholds will break. And so if that's you today, lift up your hand. No one's looking around. If that's you, like, yeah, I struggle with sleep. I can't sleep. It's a, it's a problem. Maybe it's recent. Maybe it's been ongoing. Maybe it's just... it's you know that and maybe this is the first time you've ever prayed and asked God to lift it off you. But I'm believing today in Jesus' name, as we worship, as we pray, as we offer up this as a sacrifice to God and say, God, I need rest. God, would you give me rest? Would you break the strongholds off that He will? He'll come and He'll do just that in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.